Who has fond memories of life before the coronavirus? Remember, we were all traveling around the world and attending conferences and speaking at conferences and going to business dinners and meetings. Well, the last conference I got to speak at prior to the world spinning backwards was Social Media Marketing World. And I got to take the stage and share how I write words that sell anything with the audience. As you know, I love bringing value to an audience, and this is something that I've learned over the last several years and something that I've been taught by my friend and mentor, Gary Vaynerchuk. So as I took the stage at Social Media Marketing World 2020, which seems like forever ago, I had the goal of delivering a message that would help one business, one person, one organization figure out how to tell their story. Here's my entire presentation from that conference. Helping business owners in growth mode go farther, faster. This is Entre Grow. You're welcome. I'm so glad I could blow out your eardrums. Um, father of five. I added one while you were talking. No. no. Um, no, I have five kids. My wife and I, for, how many of you in this room have any idea, know me, know my company, have been, you guys do. Oh, clients, I like that. Um, we, uh, my wife and I have two biological, we fostered 19 kids, adopted three, and they are absolutely magnificent. So, so I want to jump really quickly into this. <sighs> okay. There it is. Uh, yeah, that's me in the dress with the wig. Don't ask. I, uh, this is before surgery was an option. Okay? So let's just say I'm staying the way I am. I want to first thank you, everybody who participated in my, um, my stage costume dilemma. Oh, wait, let me get rid of this. My stage costume dilemma. You know, it was a tough decision. This jacket or this one. So I brought this one as a, as a special appearance, but red won by like 150 votes across all the platforms. So thank you. In fact, you guys did something really cool. You participated in something that I wanted to teach you. It was a social experiment, actually. I created an engagement ad inside of the app. And you all engaged with it, which was super cool. And it proves the point that if you do a really creative, engaging post and you share something that you can get people to engage with and you're not bait and switching them because here I am, I got both jackets, you can really get your audience to buy into it, right? Super powerful. I don't want to teach you today how to become a copywriter because I really believe that copywriters are a dime a dozen. And for the copywriters that are in this room, no disrespect. By the way, full respect for everyone in the back row, because I was that student. I was the spitball back row, stay low, so cool for you. Copywriters are a dime a dozen, but storytellers, they're priceless. They're priceless. So back to my social engagement ad, which you all played along with. You saw the description. I had a, a stage costume dilemma. I can teach words that sell, but I couldn't make this critical decision. I needed your help. And you all helped me. And by the way, it was you, it was Twitter, it was Instagram, it was Facebook, 
And I literally had someone in my office helping me go through all of, and we tallied the numbers, because if, if that was the outcome, I would have worn it, because it would have been terrible if you all wanted blue and I wore the red. I happen to like this because it's got sugar skulls and zombies, you know. Okay, close enough. How many of you have heard the expression, uh, a picture is worth a thousand words? Show of hands. Okay. It's true. A picture is worth a thousand words. And it's a very powerful thing. But I'm going to show you in a moment that a single word can be more powerful than any image. I want you to try not to think of something, and I'm going to tell you what it is in a moment. Oh, I'm setting you up. I want you to try not to think of a red door. How many of you are not thinking of the red door? Right? It's pretty powerful because you plant a seed. Because to try not to think of something, you actually have to think of it first. You're planting a seed in the brain of the consumer. Same thing with your ads, with your copy, with your email sequences, your landing pages. The way you get people to engage is you plant a thought, whether it's, here's what we do, here's how we solve your pain. Sorry if I'm making your mic pop back there, AV. I'm loud. I warned you. So you can plant seeds in people's brains that get them to start engagement. It's what I did in the social media post. So that red door, everybody got something like that in their head? Who's still not thinking about it? Red door. So the name of this tract is How to Write High Converting Facebook Ads, right? Words that sell anything. Before I get into the meat of this, I want to share a little story. And the story's about a little boy. And I know this story really, really well. This boy grew up in Long Island. Um, that's the, who's from Long Island? New York! Anyway, this boy grew up in Long Island. I, that's my best, you know, that and coffee. Coffee, light and sweet, you know? Um, this boy was in Long Island. It was late summer, and his parents were getting ready to go in the house to cook dinner. And he and his sister were in the backyard. They were playing, Long Island, summer day, beautiful. And when the parents went in, this little boy noticed that on the above ground pool and on the deck was an, an inner tube. And he thought, well, I'm gonna just get one last swim before the end of the day. Problem is, the little boy couldn't swim. So up the ladder he went, he got on the pool deck, and just like any little kid would do, he stepped into the tube, pulled the tube up, and jumped in the pool. Unfortunately, just as easily as he slipped the tube on, he slipped through it. And he went to the bottom of the pool. And there was no one to see this. He was on the bottom of the pool, just in the water, and there was no one there. But his sister turned around, and his sister looked back and couldn't find him anywhere. And she noticed that the tube was gone. And it wasn't a windy day, so it didn't blow away. So she, only two years older than the little boy, ran up the stairs. For some reason, she thought, i got to go check. And she looked in the pool, and there was her little brother 
who was just three years old in the bottom of the pool. And she dove in and she grabbed him by his hair and he, she pulled him out of the pool. They started pushing water out of him. He was vomiting, you know, typical stuff that you would expect for someone who almost drowned. That day changed this little boy's life forever. That's my story. And that day changed my life. Because that's the day that I realized later on in life that storytelling is really, really powerful. How many of you had a deep, visceral, emotional reaction to just me sharing that story? Right? Storytelling connects you with your audience. They're memorable. Right? If you, if you start an ad with a buy now, sign up, buy this, there's no connection. But if you start with a story, something that's going to grab your audience, you've got them. You've hooked them. Because storytelling connects here. And once it connects here, it very quickly connects here. And an emotional bond is created, no matter what the story is. It doesn't matter if it's a story of my near drowning or the story of someone who is purchasing a car for their family or going to a restaurant for dinner. You can create a story over almost anything. But how do you tell the story like the one that I just shared in an ad. How many of you struggle with writing copy for your businesses? Awesome. Just shout out a couple of businesses for me. Real estate. Awesome. Real Dance. Dance. What? Dance. Coffee. Wow. Okay. This is awesome. Um, anybody? Uh, there was somebody that I talked to that runs a swim school. Are they here? You're, oh, good, good. Yes. So, how do you tell a story in an ad? And I'm going to use this as the example. My story, the actual story that happened to me when I was three years old. And this is how I did it for a swim school called British Swim School. And I'm going to read it to you. What's the sound a baby makes when they fall into a pool? There is no sound. They quietly fall in. There's no splashing, no screaming, nothing. They open their mouths to cry and the water rushes in. You can feel it. I can see you. It burns. It's excruciating. They panic. They frantically move their arms and continue to sink. They see the sky. They see people moving around on the deck. They see the dog barking at the pool. Then the light fades, the pain stops, and they're gone. Don't let this happen to your kid. I just turned my life's story into an ad. I'm sorry if it brought you into a dark place. Who's not thinking about the red door now? <laughs> so, storytelling is incredibly powerful. And you can tell it for any industry. It doesn't matter if it's a coffee shop, a pizza place, a dentist. It doesn't matter. OBGYNs, for God's sakes, they tell great stories. Every industry, every business has a story. You just have to tap into yours, right? Writing great copy is not about putting the words on the screen and on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, pick the platform that you advertise on. It's about telling a story that connects with the heart and the mind of your consumers. 
It's not difficult to write. It's only difficult because you're not willing to try to write bad crap, right? Just keep writing. It's amazing what happens when you allow yourself, give yourself permission to write shit because it happens. So how do you write good ads? Good ads start with the most fundamental thing, a good headline. Something that we teach in our course, there's no opt-in for this here, don't worry. I don't want you in my course. The secret element of great ad headlines, H5. This is what we call them, this is what I call them. If you wanna take screenshots of this, you can. I am not gonna blow through these fast. I want you to all get a shot if you want them. The job of your headline is to grab the attention of the reader. That is the only thing it has to do. It is not to close the deal. You need to elicit an emotional reaction. Did I do that with this story? Okay, you need to make a promise or claim or awaken their curiosity. That is the only job or one of the jobs of a headline. Now I'm curious, when I was sharing this story, this ad and my life story, did you guys feel like I was talking to you individually or did you feel like I was talking to you as a group? Headlines need to be written to speak to an individual. You've got to qualify and screen the reader. If you're broadcasting your message to a group, not to an individual so that they feel it, you're actually not communicating it to anyone. There has to be an emotional response, a connection to the copy that's in front of the person. H3 is to suck them in. Did I do that? (laughs) I know, I saw a couple of tears and I'm sorry. The only thing you have to do is sell one thing. That's the rest of the ad, the email, the blog, whatever it is that follows the headline. So that's the third job. There's only five things, and you can use a combination of these things. They don't all have to be in a headline. In fact, it's almost impossible to put all of these in a headline. Doable, but then it's a really long headline, and then it's not a headline. H4, what's in it for me? Sell the one single benefit they'll receive from reading your content, from getting your content. In this case, it's not having your kid drown. That's a pretty motivating thing that they'll get. British Swim School was struggling to get conversions with their original ad. Their original ad showed happy babies in the pool and it was signing up for a free swim class. While that's a great thing to give people, nobody thinks about what happens if they don't. Right? So you've got to give them that one benefit. The one benefit in this case is hopefully their kid doesn't die. And H5 is credibility for the win. Use the headline to signal that this content is authoritative. In this case, you want to talk from experience, right? So when you write, write from a place of experience. I wrote from a place of experience. I gotta tell you, I have no memory of what happened from the moment my sister pulled me out of the pool, but I sure as hell remember slipping through the tube. And you never forget something like that, ever. It's indelibly burned in my brain. So a lot of you small business owners might be thinking to yourself, but what if I don't have a story? I never drowned. 
I never had anything bad happen to me. Who here has never had anything bad happen to them in their life ever? Ever? Not one person. Who here has experienced joy? Show of hands. Pain? I'm not breaking out into 80s music. (laughs) Happiness? Love? Right? We've all had these deep, connected, emotional experiences. Yet we don't put them into our ads. Like it's so easy. Who here has had a bad breakup? Who is the queen of writing about bad breakups? Taylor Swift. If Taylor Swift was a copywriter, boom, she would kill it. That woman knows what she is doing. But what if you don't have a story? So what if you're not a creative, out-of-the-box thinker? It's okay to make shit up. Do you think Pat the intern is a real Toyota employee? He's not. He's made up. Just like your ads can use made up characters, as long as you're telling the truth, right? The person who had the great experience with your company may not want their name used, so suddenly Patty becomes Sandra, right? And you tell the story of that success. You bring people into it. In my company, we do this every day. And I got to tell you, it's interesting seeing clients go, oh, wow, I never thought of that. How do I, like, how do I market a dental office in a fun and creative way? Who went to Rachel Peterson's TikTok session? Right? You can do a lot with TikTok. There's a dentist who's built a following and now has a couple of extra offices because of his TikTok following. Like, that stuff happens. You can build a following by just thinking out of the box. So I'm going to share with you a couple of things that we do in my company in terms of advertising because I want you to have the experience of thinking out of the box through my eyes. We have an ad running. It's a very high converting ad. And it's an ad that we wrote that talks about how we write ads for William Shakespeare. Because while he may be an incredible playwright, he sucks at converting people to show up to his plays. And so we wrote this ad, and you see the headline, we write his best work. And the body copy starts, to run ads or not to run ads? That was the question. Notice the way we phrase it. The rest of the ad reads, William sat in his dank room, feathered plume in hand, wondering how to promote his latest masterpiece. His BFF, Thad, told him about some remarkable wordsmiths on the other side of the ocean, ad zombies. He called them legendary storytellers and advertisers. William made quick work of drafting them a letter. Dear ad zombies, dark are the days of a playwright, and lonely are the nights. In the past, I hath struggled to deliver my works to the proper and most receptive audience. I heard you possess mystical advertising powers that can thus amplify the reach of my message for more to appreciate my literary genius. Please help. Hear my soul speak. The very instant that I heard about you, my heart did fly to your service. Most gratefully, Willie Shake. It's okay, William, we've got your back, and we promise there won't be any daggers, drama, or death. This is how we turned an ad about a real character, a real person, into a fictitious ad to drive people to do business with us. Because if we can come up with great stuff like that and know we're not smoking stuff, right? 
You've got to think out of the box. There's nothing to be afraid of with experimenting. Try things. Who has, who has written an ad or started a, an email and when you started it, you went, oh, this is crap, and you deleted it. You threw it away, right? We all do that. Do you know sometimes I will write 15 to 20 headlines. I still do this. Uh, by the way, I've been doing this for 33 years. I came from a corporate creative background. I was a corporate creative director, and then I went out on my own in my 40s with five kids because that's the same thing to do. Um, but you try, you experiment, and think out of the box. You don't have to narrow down to your niche, to your business. You can go really broad and fun and try different things, and don't be afraid to experiment. So has there been a consistent theme throughout social media marketing world this year? What's st stories? Okay. So if you created an ad, hypothetically, that was four minutes long, do you think today anybody would watch a four minute long ad? Okay. Show me who likes long form copy. Show of hands. Who likes short form copy? Awesome. Who likes long videos? Who likes short videos? Okay. Will they watch a four minute story ad? I'm gonna show you an ad that we did. This ad has been running for four weeks. I'm gonna share with you after this, the results of the ad because I want you to again Think creatively, think out of the box, think differently than what you're currently doing. Get into the mind of a storyteller, not someone who's got to figure out the words for their business, because that's boring, right? Get fun. So we wrote this ad, we scripted it, and we produced it, and the way it looks on the screen scares me, but I'm gonna hit the button. As if running or managing a business isn't hard enough. Now, you have to market it too? Yep, you have to write ads no one will read. And craft emails your existing customers will never open because they're boring AF. Today, you've got a couple of options. <coughs> One, write your own crappy, I mean copy. Two, hire a full time, it'll cost you an arm and a leg, in-house copywriter. Let's go with option one. Start writing. Well, staring at that. Hey, hey, snap out of it. The blinking cursor isn't going to start magically writing itself. This isn't some Stephen King movie where dead things come to life. Hello, kitty. Add zombies. We write words that sell anything for businesses anywhere. Ad agencies, restaurants, coffee shops, e-commerce businesses, doctors, dentists, and lawyers, oh my. Computer repair and data recovery services. Amazon sellers, pizza places, beer brands, hair salons. Can you do something with this, please? Rage rooms! Only the world's biggest cola company. Fast food restaurants. Even that finger licking kind. 
Veterinarians. Salons, spas, and waxing centers. Ken for a bikini wax? Be gentle, it's my first time. Me too. <laughs> Massage therapists. Oh, and presidential candidates. No, we can't tell you who. We're not getting all political here. Ad Zombies writes ads, emails, sales pages, web copy, video scripts. Words for nearly anything. For nearly any business. Anywhere in the world. Or underworld. We even wrote this one. By now, you might be asking yourself, what can't we write for? We write words that sell anything, except weed and sex toys. For businesses anywhere in the world. I guess you're wondering if we're any good. That's what I would be wondering if I were you. Just look at all of our five-star reviews. And this one. He's just a dick. <laughs> Ad Zombies writes all the copy you need for your business and delivers it in three to five days. But what if I'm not happy with what you deliver in three to five days? That's why we offer our Ad Zombies Satisfaction Guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied with the style, quality, or context of your copy, neither are we. Just let us know and we'll fix it for free. How much would you pay for this amazing service? A million dollars, right? No, not even close. Our monthly copywriting plans start at just 99 bucks. Get out of town! Okay. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Ready to retire from the dreaded task of writing? Of course you are. Tap up there and let Ad Zombies craft your message masterfully. Did I mention we write in English? Ad Zombies. Words that sell anything for businesses anywhere. Starting at just 99 bucks a month. So that ad, oh, thank you. <clears throat> um, where's my video guy? Props to that young man in the back, Troy. He is our editor on this. And um, the, that guy does an amazing job. So that ad is targeted on Facebook. We're running it on YouTube and we're targeting small business owners worldwide. We're targeting agencies worldwide because we, like, we serve that audience, right? So we're targeting them because we talk to the pain points. But we're doing it in an entertaining, fun, engaging way. So how many of you watching that, and be honest with me, I love Radical Candor, were bored out of their minds? One, two, one, one, two. Okay, good. So two people, thank you for that. You're not our target customer. That's okay. So since that ad launched and the numbers have updated since I got on stage, we've hit over 2 million plays and over 200,000 playthroughs. But the numbers that matter to me are the numbers on the left side of column A, which is 19,000 have reached 50%. Those are prime audiences to retarget. Because if they're gonna commit two minutes of their life to watch my ad, you're a warm prospect, right? 13,000 went to 75%. 10,000 went to 95%. Getting hotter, 8,000 of them went all the way. And when you target people with creative that resonates with them, 
and you get that type of reaction, you retarget and retarget and retarget and retarget and hit them with new ads and new creative. And by the way, if you're not putting out a new piece of creative for your business every week, you're missing a really big opportunity. Because the algorithm changes, the audience changes, they had a fight with their wife, they had an argument with their spouse, their 14-year-old daughter told them how he sucks on TikTok. And because of that, I look at an ad and I go, I don't want to see this. But tomorrow you hit me with a new ad and I go, ooh, what's this? Right? Always test new creative. So what's interesting about this is, aside from the number of people that went from 50 to 100%, those reactions are gold. Because what that does is that tells Facebook that you're serving something that the audience likes. The algorithm then rewards you. Your CPAs go down, your CPMs go down, your social engagement organically goes up. It's like the trifecta of goodness. And then, on top of that, we get comments. Like, I can't believe I just watched this entire ad. <laughs> awesome, right? I love that. And you want that for your business too. 302 shares, I'm super stoked about that. So, I want to give you some tools to become better storytellers. And all of the tools are going to be found at adzombies.com slash SMMW. So anything that I talk about, you can find there. And I'm going to start by giving you our top 25 killer words and phrases. These are words and phrases that I love to see and copy because they're powerful. The list that we have is way longer than that. If you want to get it, you can get it there too. But like off the hook, cold, hard facts. It almost sounds like a Hollywood trailer. But these are really powerful phrases and I've got hundreds of them. And so you can just go get them there. Um, oftentimes I'm asked not what song I was listening to in my headphones before when you saw me jumping up and down. For those of you that were here early, you saw me doing that. Any of you ever attend a Tony Robbins event? Yeah, that's, I was getting in that zone. Um, Demi Lovato, just, that's my thing, right before I go on. Um, I've been asked a lot of times about what books I recommend. What's like the book that you would recommend for copywriting and how to be a better copywriter? There's a Bible that I call, I call it our Bible, it's called Breakthrough Advertising. If you've searched this book up on the internet, it's about four to $500. Don't buy it on Amazon. There's only one person who has the licensing rights and he is feeding and taking care of the widow of Eugene Schwartz. And so I have the actual link to where you can get it for $125. So there are a couple of other apps that I'm gonna speed through. Hemingway app is one of them. If you are writing at seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th grade level, you are destroying your audience. You have to write at a fifth grade level. Fifth grade is what you wanna write your copy at. Hemingway will tell you if you're using passive voice, if you're using the wrong tense. They, it, such a great app, you can find it online, Hemingway app, but again, you don't have to write it down, just go there, you'll get it. AdZombies.com slash SMMW has all of this. Natural readers. This is one I use because oftentimes when I write, I write in spoken word form because I prefer casual conversational. This will read it back to you with a human voice. And you'll listen to it and go, that didn't make any sense. Wait a second. What, what did I just write? And so you go back and you fix it and then it'll play it through again and you'll know if your copy resonates. You listen to it. By the way, when you listen to your copy, do not read the words on the screen. This is what I do. And I listen. 
with nothing distracting me. Because when you do that, you'll hear the mistakes. All right. My time for speaking is up. Your time for speaking is now. So if you've got questions, want to ask me anything, I am here. I would love to take your questions. There are mics in different parts of the room. Fire away. Just hit to that mic. Or just that way everyone can hear you. Or, okay, go ahead and ask me while people are getting to the mic and I'll repeat your question. So this is, the reason this is, is we did a quick cut format for Facebook and because we shot that particular scene very tight, we didn't have the room to go four, five, three, four. Troy, what's the number? Five, four, thank you. And so we had to put a layer in it. Um, we typically do five, four or square for Facebook. People engage and it eats up more screen real estate. That's why we don't do horizontals on Facebook. The version that you saw, the long form version that took up the whole screen was the one that we use on YouTube because people use YouTube that way, like a TV screen. So, Thank you. you're welcome. Far away. Hello. Um, so I work in the education industry at an independent K-12. And the problem I'm finding with a lot of these things, they're very salesy. And if I'm working in e-commerce, which is, all this makes sense. Sure. But how do you apply this in the world where we have to be not more authentic, sure. less salesy in this world? I, I understand. We have, so, the, so that's a great question. We have a client that is in the, um, they're in the, uh, an online or a virtual high school for kids that are at risk. And so the way their ads are approached is by telling the stories of kids who were dropped out, bullied, kicked out, and they share these stories. Obviously sometimes the kids' names are protected, but the ones that have graduated and say, yes, you can use my story, they use those stories. In your case, are you enrolling traditional K-12, K-, K through, bleh, English, first language, right? It's a school located in Los Angeles, West Side, so we're not focusing on that particular population, necessarily speaking. Um, and you can't tell that kind of story. And sure. You know, the things you outlined in your list um, of the 25 top things, I can't see how I can apply this in terms of a copy on an ad to try to promote brand awareness for a private school. I don't okay. see the connection. So let's jam session. After this, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to help you figure that messaging out. Anybody on that side? We're going to take turns. Hi. Hi. So I have a bit of a question for you. One of the decisions that we had made in a lot of our advertising was to keep it positive. Mm -hmm. So even in our humor and things like that, we were trying to put together a positive. Now, my mind and my advertiser creativity always wanted to go to a little bit more sarcastic, the humor and seeing that, and I've seen that in a lot of your ads. But have you ever run into an issue where you're not, maybe your response is a problem because you are looking, like when you're talking about the swimming, you are looking very much at the negative side the connotation there. Have you run into issues with that? Uh, absolutely. And so I, I like to test both positive and negative. And I love humor. I'm a naturally, like, I like humor. My kids will tell you I'm not funny. They're wrong. Um, <laughs> I like humor in advertising because it really connects with people quickly and it everybody wants to laugh. No one wants to feel bad, right? So yes, negative isn't always the way I go on, on that ad happened to be a very successful ad for them. It enrolled, they, they couldn't enroll for six months. They were struggling and finally that ad ran and in three days they had filled their classes. 
It's, it's the right message for the right audience at the right time. So be agnostic in terms of what's going to be effective for your audience because what you think is going to suck may just crush it. Right? My business partner, he and I were talking one day and he goes, I hate that new clown ad that we're running. That is the dumbest ad. And I'm like, okay. That clown ad generates lots of money for us. He hated it. I loved it. The audience loved it. So, you know, you have to, sometimes you'll test an ad that's, that will absolutely bomb and you feel like it's a great ad. Don't love what you do. Love what converts. Okay. And so then I just suppose you would be sacrificing some of that audience, but the memory that you're getting from that sort of ad is still translating. So right. you said he hates the clown ad, but to this day he can probably still tell you who made the clown ad. Right. And the clown ad just is on lather, rinse, repeat for us. But it's always served to the right audience at the right time. And some people, so like we have another ad where this woman literally, have anybody seen the ad for us where the woman's got her finger up her nose? No? Okay. Um, people are, like there's a visceral reaction. They either love it or they hate it. I'm okay with dividing the audience. But the reason we never shared which presidential candidate we wrote for is because that destroys half your audience. So, is that, you're welcome. I, I guess I have kind of a related question about um, that same, the same for men. Um, we, I run the social media for a county park system, and it's often the brand is a positive, happy, excited, enthusiastic, you know, person who you know can't wait to educate people and share, share, share exciting facts and stuff. So, I'm wondering, did you get any pushback from the swimming school on that? On how oh. that brand, that ad might clash with your... They were terrified to run that ad. And I said, that's fine, don't run it. So, I mean, it was, you said it was very successful. Did they, I mean, does it fit their brand? I mean, is it, does it clash? Does it, I mean, how did it impact, how does that fit into a brand for like a swimming school that, you know, is like kids and happy and we're going to give your kids a great time? It, it clashes with their messaging up to that point because all of their messaging was happy and babies and you know, bubbly kids in the water, and that's cool. But when the ad wasn't working, they had to do something different. For parks, so it's uh, Parks and Recreation? Uh, yeah. Okay, so I think of this, the sitcom, right? But think about the fun. Okay, so, so think about the way you market that. It's, it's fun experiences with kids and families, right? You can get really playful and fun with that in your audience. And don't be afraid to experiment. Like, film an, film an ad with an iPhone on a rainy day. This is the day that being in this industry really sucks. Like, it's okay. I mean, I guess, It's okay, it happens to me, I'm 52. We are very playful and fun. Say it again? We are very playful and fun with our brand, and I just, um, that kind of ad would be so jarring. It would probably be successful, but does that impact our brand down the road? And I think that people put a little too much thought and care into what people think of their ads. I have no emotional opinion about if people like or hate our ads. That's why I said, did anybody, was anybody bored to death? I just, I don't care. And the reason is I don't care is that I'm building something way bigger than a single ad. If one ad bombs for your audience, 
Okay. But it's not going to mar the audience because they saw that ad and go, I'm done with them. I'm not doing, I, I forget that park. Or forget, you know, people just don't, they don't react like that. They might be upset or not like it, but unless you're showing something that's really violent or uh, that's going to really cause them to go, well, I don't want to go there anymore. No. You're welcome. I have a question about um, telling stories and telling testimonies from a consumer's point of view. One of the problems I find is that our, when we find a consumer that has a good story, they don't know how to tell it or they don't know how to articulate it. Do you have any system or techniques about interviewing, talking with those people so that you can get their story you know, out to the world? Absolutely. So, can I have a volunteer from Ozark Fence for a second? Please. So Joe happened to be sitting next to me in a session. He goes, hey, you're Ken from Ad Zombies, right? Yes. And I said, and he started telling me about his experience working with my company. And I said, Joe, when we're done, can we go outside and do a quick video? I'd love to have another testimonial from a happy client who loves what we do. Joe was great because he knew what to say because he has experience working with my company. But if Joe didn't know what to say, so Joe, what's it like working with ad zombies? Blah, 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 right? Insert answer. That's all you had to say was, like, you know they do in Peanuts? Yes, ma'am. So, Joe, how's it like? Tell me about the efficiency of our process. Oh, man, your process is great, right? Here, go ahead. Perfect. You do that. I'll give you the question, you answer. Um, so, so, would you recommend ad zombies to other people? And what about the cost of the service? So you can ask them the questions that you need answered in your ad, simply do it with an iPhone, you can get a wireless lav mic or you can get a, a mic that plugs into it and get good audio. That's by the way very important. If your audio sucks, people won't watch it. So you've got to just, but ask the questions that you want answered so that when other people see it, they go, aha, yes. Hi there. And I'm getting to you next, I promise. I was just curious, with the pool app, like that was super impactful, um, but have you run into any issues with policy on that? Policy in terms, no. So, so Facebook has a really interesting thing. Um, so we're Facebook cert, uh, certified marketing partners, right? We have on any given week four to 5,000 ads on their platform. Not our ads, but client ads and our ads. But their TOS is written very, very specifically that you don't want to create a negative user experience, right? I get that negative user experience. A negative user experience is, do you see your dead kid in the bottom of the pool? That's a negative user experience. But painting a picture of how you could prevent something like that doesn't create a negative experience. People really struggle with how do I not create a negative experience on Facebook. How you, not, you don't create a negative experience is by you don't say, do you need to lose 50 pounds because your jeans don't fit? No, it's look great in the new year, feel the new you, right? You, you create a different experience for the consumer by not focusing on the negative. We didn't focus on the negative in that ad. We just focused on what would happen if you didn't do the positive. Makes sense. Makes sense? Um, for your for ads that in Facebook, when it gives you the introduction, like you have 90 characters to get your intro across, what is your uh, 
um, I guess, suggestion for trying to tell a story when you have like 90 characters to do so? Well, it depends on the ad. It depends on what the industry is. I mean, you're, this is like split test variables. Like, what's the budget? What's the audience? Like, tell me what the product or service is. So we do a lot of events for our uh, alumni. And so typically when I get the event is they want to tell about all the great things that are happening at the event. Well, after like the second great thing that's going to happen, we've reached our 90 characters, and that's it. Okay. So in that case, first of all, you're trying to sell the whole thing in the headline. The headline's job is not to sell the whole thing, it's to sell reading the rest of the ad. So your headlines have to become really efficient at communicating. Like, remember the class of pick the year? Oh, do you remember when this person, you want to create visual memories of things that happened for those alum for that ad? so that they go, oh man, I remember that, because you're talking to a very specific audience, right? And so then you want to engage them, not by selling them everything that's happening in the event, you just want to sell them the one thing, right? What's the benefit? And then move them into the body. Podcast listeners, if you got value out of this podcast episode, do me a favor. Let other people know about it. Give it a share. Give it a like. Go to iTunes and leave a review. Let people know how much great value you're getting from it.